When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Along with Christian over here, I'm Ryan, and uh, this is the AGR for game number 27, I believe. I, I, I don't even know at this point because we missed yesterday. I don't keep track of that. I don't keep track of that either, but I just guessed. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to keep track yeah, of that. I'm supposed to, but I don't. But I just I just guesstimated. I was just like, what game is this again? I think it's 27. Okay. Uh, this is the uh, AGR for game number 27, we think, against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, Stars win tonight in overtime with the final score of four to three um lots of things to talk about here in this game tonight chris but uh before we get into that we do want to say thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring uh us and also the hockey podcast network make sure you go and use that promo code thpn next time you use their app for just a special little offer from them and uh that lets them know that we're the ones that sent you and yeah we re- appreciate them for sponsoring us sponsoring this episode and the whole network so uh, anyways, Chris, how's it going? Going okay? It's going well. I would also like to walk them, welcome them into the temporary Starcastic Remarks studio. <laughs> we are at home for Christmas, and I guess this is where we're going to be doing it. Maybe. Yeah, for for the most part, for for the next couple of weeks, while while all of us are here, I think maybe even Zach will do one. Although we we mean we might not get even get these a people chance. probably don't even know who Zach is. Yeah, honestly, that's true. So. Well, well, we got to get into. Uh, couple of things here tonight well but uh, first it's been a while and it was very ugly but gg boys <laughs> right so obviously tonight the stars in their five game skid uh most of it on skid. the road yeah i guess <laughs> skid is <it>? avalanche <laughs> yeah i guess you could call it Rock an avalanche. Fall. it was it was bad yeah uh but anyways they get rid of their five game losing streak you know we're back on the in the win column for the first time in a little over a week yeah. Um, and it's it's nice to see us on the board. Um, unfortunately, it does come at the expense of uh, Tanner Caro, which we should probably mention first off in the game tonight. So, yeah. let, Chris, I'll let you go ahead and have a rant into this because looking at I, I I was driving from uh, home when I first heard about the hit, and when I heard about the hit, at at first it sounded like it was just a big hit, and you know that it was a clean hit, and it, you know he just got. Tanner Caro just got destroyed in his own zone. But uh, I got home, and the first thing I I said, I didn't even say, hi, guys. I said, how bad was the hit? And, you know, after looking at the hit, it's bad. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, Brett Connolly should be ashamed. He's either a predatory player or what I really think is, I think he's a moron. Um, he's just a big goof who's barely in the NHL at all. 
uh, what he did tonight. He was trying to set the tone of the game and make an impact because he's a player who can't do it any other way. And he does it by stepping up and delivering pretty much a straight headshot to Tanner Caro when Tanner Caro is nowhere near the puck. It's definitely interference. He turns directly into him and tries to hit him. He may not have been trying to injure him. I don't think he was trying to injure him, but he was trying to hit him and he was trying to hit him hard and he was trying to hit, make a statement. And he's just an idiot. It's the stupidest play I've ever seen in my life. It, I mean, that was the worst scene we've seen in the AAC since the Peverly incident where he died on that the bench. That was pretty bad, yeah. And it, it, it's disgusting. I mean, Carroll's going to be out for a while. Luckily, the report said that uh, he was sent to the hospital as a precautionary measure. So that means most likely he didn't need to go, but they sent him anyway. But he probably has a terrible head injury, and who knows how long it'll take for him to come back. But for Connolly, he should be suspended for at least 10 games, in my opinion. Really? I think that's a little extreme. It's at least 10. Well, the puck's nowhere near him. He intentionally hits a defenseless guy who's not ready for a hit and is trying to hit him hard. I mean, I don't know. Like, like if there's ever going to be 10-game suspensions in the NHL anymore, this is it. I mean, this is one of the dirtiest plays of the year so far. Yeah, and it's it's funny to think that, uh, you know, Jason Spezza, former Dallas star Jason Spezza, had a six-game suspension. Jason Spezza, mm-hmm. that's like he's one of the most upstanding guys in the NHL. So you think he that a hit like that? Well, I mean, it was it was lowered to four games by Gary Bettman, but uh, regardless, so you you do think that that was my next question is that you think that it should be ten games? Yeah, I mean, at a minimum or at a maximum? At a minimum, in my opinion. Really? I mean, when I first saw the hit, when I was really fired up, I said twenty, but I, <laughs> at, at, it's got to be at least ten. I mean, it, it's it's a disgusting hit. It's 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 predatory. I mean, he might not have intended to injure him. There's no but way he, was, he intended to. But he was him. looking to make a big hit. That he started this game with that intention, and he was going to do that to try and make his presence known because he can't score. Right. And that's what it is. He's a terrible hockey player who can't score, so he tried to do something to make an impact and try and keep himself on the NHL roster, which he can't do. He's going to get sent down. So he, he's just a big doofus, and he he better be suspended for a very long time. I don't think it's going to be 10 games. I, I, I do think it's going to be several games. I, I, I mean, I think at a maximum, I would expect about six Six at a maximum. At a maximum, yeah. Spezza got six. I know, but that Spezza's was Spezza's, nothing compared Spezza's to this. Spezza's was was extremely predatory, and that's and this and wasn't. For, he, the I guy doesn't know. have the puck. Know. Is looking behind know. him and gets hit in the head. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it wasn't a bad hit. I'm not at all. I just it's, I don't. It's got to think... be worse than Spezza's. I mean, and I agree with you. That doesn't mean it's going to be six games because the league sucks at dealing out punishment, punishment. for stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. But it's that I will agree with. It's it's worse than Spetz's, and then with my gauge, Spetz's got six. I think it's at least four games worse than Spetz's. If he's if he gets eight, I'll be I'll, I'll say fine, whatever. But if it's less than eight, I'm gonna be pissed. So average it and average it between the two of us and say eight games. Yeah. Okay. So between the two of us, we think it's an eight game suspension uh, for uh, Brett Connolly in that predatory hit. Um, the good thing, <laughs> Cooper just brought in a, a quesadilla for, for Christian. Where's mine? Hey, you didn't ask for one. Bro. I know, dude. What the heck? Okay. Can I get one? No. Okay. All right. So anyway, that, that's the big storyline coming out of this game. So, uh, prayers out to Tanner Caro. Um, hopefully everything that was said, it, it looks like 
you know, we would think, you know, at a minimum, he's got a major concussion, right? Yeah. Maybe a couple of bruised ribs, maybe. But well, he's very hurt right he, now. And yeah, and looking, look hurt. at it, looking but at him injury down on wise, the ice, it should be okay. Yeah, looking at him down on the ice, he looked. I mean, he wasn't moving, and I mean, he was it, unconscious for multiple minutes. Yes, and and Dad even mentioned something about the fact that, uh, you know, he might have broken his neck because he he mentioned yeah, the it, Mike Madonna incident, and how, how scary that was. It was a similar hit to the Mike Madonna incident where the guy has no idea who's coming, and then this giant guy hits him very high. Mm-hmm. Well, and and. Now I will get into like the predatory nature of this hit. I think it definitely was predatory. I don't think I, I don't think it was anything against Tanner Carroll. I, I completely agree with your statement about this was a statement sent by Brent Connolly trying to up the ante of the game and you know try to get something going, get his team going because you know they've been winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one well, for and the because, past two weeks. And because he can't do it any other way because he sucks at hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it just sucks that it was at the expense of Tanner Carroll because. Uh, you know, as much as we we talk about him, you know, not being, I mean, he he's exactly what he is. He's a depth player. He's he's the thirteenth forward, and you know, when we don't have guys in, he's the one that kind of jumps up for us. But it, it just sucks that it's at his expense because he's he is a great guy, and this is a dude that has had to work his way up in the NHL, completely undrafted. And he, I mean, he's fought and clawed his way in, into the NHL. And he's done it the right way by not laying dirty hits and just being an overall pest mm-hmm. like this guy did. I mean, that's all this guy is. He's a big body. That's his only his only positive. Right. So uh, how long do you think he's going to be out for? I have no idea. I, I don't I don't want to like speculate on an injury or anything. So I, I, I'd rather just wait and see what's actually wrong. But, I mean, what they said is definitely, uh, is it good? Yeah, the mic's kind of messing up a little bit. Hold on. There we go. Got it. Yeah. Don't touch it. it. Don't touch the mic. But, yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to speculate on it, but I'm I'm encouraged by what was said about him being sent to the hospital as a precautionary measure. Yeah, that is that is a good thing. Okay, so uh, ensuing from said injury and major, major issue there. I mean, he was on the ice for what five, five to ten minutes, maybe ten to fifteen. Ten to fifteen, you think? So coming from that, uh, Brent Connolly was assessed a five-minute major for interference, so which allowed the refs to review the play, and they came to the conclusion that yes, it was definitely bad enough for him to be. Uh, dismissed from the game. So he received a five-minute major for interference and a ten and a ten-minute misconduct. And the stars the go on misconduct. the power play. Game misconduct. What did I say? What did I say? We said ten minute. Ten minute misconduct. Game misconduct. Okay. So he so he's out for the game and he he would not return either. So on the ensuing five-minute power play, the stars are able to score two goals, both by Mister Joe Pavelski. So uh, Joe gets his 10th of the year from Klingberg, and that's Klingberg's 12th assist of the season. Still no goals up to this point, but that would change. And uh, then, Foreshadowing. And then Pavelski would get his 11th of the year from Rope Hintz and Alexander Radulov. So Hintz continues uh, his hot streak, and uh, both of the goals were good. I, I mean, I yeah, mean, they were both, both good goals. goals. And uh, Joe Pavelski, you know, tends to not play like a 37 year old. He, he doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. And I guess yeah. it does help when you play with people like uh, Henson Robo. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, what he's doing right now is just crazy. I mean, it's like him and Ovechkin, and and that's it. <laughs> Those are the two old guys who are still playing really well. Uh, and I mean, good for us because Lord knows we need it. <laughs> yeah, because I I don't know who else would be able to uh, to play with him at that point because. Uh goodness with, with those two guys i don't know what we would do without joe pavelski um does he does does he deserve a, a contract after this season from us i mean if we make it to the playoffs yeah but if not i mean you don't think he, he comes back no i don't think i don't think he'd want to come back i think he wants to go somewhere where he can win a cup actually he got close he got close he was two games away um anyway for the rest of the first period I mean, how did you feel about the rest of the first period? Well, you missed the big part was the the almost full two minute five on three power. Yeah, play that, that that's had. true. That's true. The fact that we didn't score on that is scary. I mean, I know we scored two power play goals tonight, and we were still well we scored three actually technically because of overtime. So we were three for seven, three for eight, three for eight, three for eight that's tonight. A power plays. Um, but the fact that we couldn't score on the five on three is a little concerning. Maybe it was just you know one of those statistical anomalies like. <laughs> We still almost scored 50%, but the other percentage had to come from somewhere. So I don't know. It was weird. A little concerning, but not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. Yeah. But yeah. And let me ask this question because this kind of ran through my head. You know, if we hadn't gotten that, you know, that five minute power play at the beginning of the game, would we have won this game? Probably not. <laughs> and not based off of the way that I saw them play the second and the third. The second period was awful. But well, I guess we're getting into that right now. Yeah, let's go <laughs> ahead and get to this into the second uh, second period. Um, the one guy you don't want to give the puck to, uh, Alex DeBrinkett. He scores his 17th of the year for Patrick Kane and Eric Gustafson. It's a power play goal, so the Stars, you know, they're it, it used to be their strong suit, and I mean, they still did okay on the penalty kill tonight, especially the last one. But it, it's it, it just seems like everything has just kind of fallen out from underneath the stars right now. They're just not playing it, it well in any facet of their game right now. Yeah. Well, this game overall, it felt like I was watching the Ottawa Senators against the Coyotes. Oh, <laughs> it was just slow. No, you win. Passes. No, you win. No, no, I don't want to win. You win. Exactly. It was like, who, who's going to not lose? This is what the real question was. But yeah, it was a good tic-tac-toe pass. I mean, he's going to got to stop that puck going across the crease. I don't know what he's doing. He yeah. kind of stuck his foot out, but you got to on your hands and knees and block the pass that's your only job so i think that was a little bit of a lazy play from him but and he's still he's still got to be sick razor pointed that out there's too. no like way he, he's 100 he's still he's still gotta he's still gotta be coming over that sickness that the whole locker room had but yeah and i believe that too so still can't give him a pass for it <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean and, and you know no offense to sekera and uh hanley but you know, an 80% Miro Haskinen is probably better than both of those guys. Definitely, right? yeah. <laughs> so maybe not a 20% Miro Haskinen, but no. an 80%, he had to have at least been feeling a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Good enough to play. I mean, if you're good enough to play, you should be good enough to stop a pass. So. Right. And, it, yeah, there were just several misplays, and, and there there was that one play where he just kind of bounced it up the boards without looking to see who was up along the boards, passed it straight to uh, – well, he didn't pass it straight to it, but he banked it off the board straight to a, uh, a Chicago Blackhawks member, and uh, it did did not look good. So, but um, anyway, the the second period would continue in like 14 seconds later. 
Jason Robertson, the Minutemen kind of strike again. You can kind of put this a whole Minutemen thing uh, to this goal. And uh, Robertson gets his 10th of the year from Ro- uh, Rope Hintz and Joe Pavelski. So they do it again. And they're still the only line that really does any kind of offense. But yeah. stars are up three to one at this point. Yeah. And I actually had to watch the pregame tonight. But in the pregame, Razor uh, pointed out uh, over 40% of the goals scored by the stars this year have been by those three guys. That's not good. And that increased tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now higher than that number. So, yeah, we got to get some scoring from somebody else, anybody. I mean, and, and it doesn't look like we're going to get it from anybody soon because mm-hmm. nobody looked really good tonight other than those three. So, right. Um, uh, so, I mean, I mean, it was a really good way to respond. I mean, yeah. absolutely perfect. You can't ask for anything better in the fact that you had a two goal lead, you gave up the one goal and then you come back and you restore that two goal lead, not even 20 seconds later. And that's so, why that's why we put that line out there too. I mean, it's a smart decision by Bones. I, I really like the lines that Bones put out there tonight. I they thought, did look good. Yeah, I thought it uh, it gave good opportunities for our top line. I really like the checking line. I hate that Caro went out because I would have loved to see what Caro did on that line. It seemed like a really good fit for him. It was Glendinning, Roffle, and Caro. I was like, no, it was Glendinning, Foxa, and Caro. And I thought that was a good mix, but whatever. Um. And I, I liked having Ben and Sagan back together, forcing them to <laughs> make it worth their money. So overall, the coaching decisions tonight were much better than they were last night. Because last night, I don't know what they were doing. Thank you, Cooper. Hey, look at that. See, Cooper? You see that? See that? He's bringing us Fancy. food. I know. Even gave me, like, the salsa and everything. It's, like, five-star quality. I know, right? Yeah. We had... It has Colby Jack in it. Colby Jack cheese? Yep. That Set... stuff expensive. <laughs> It's like a five-year age on that. I know, right? So, um, anyway, good response by the stars there. At three to one at this point. Um, however, literally about a minute and a half later, the start the uh, Blackhawks would score. Excuse me to make it three to two. It's uh, Dylan Strom, uh, his third of the year from Hagel and Caleb Jones, who is the younger brother of Seth Jones. And uh, I mean, it was a it was a decent shot, but. Still, that that's that's not a odd man rush that you want to give up if you're the Dallas Stars. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was just terrible plays by both teams this entire second period. Just turning the poke over every chance they got. Like, literally. It was pretty awful. Did not like it. Rest of the second period. Uh, you said you didn't like the play of the, of the Stars in the second period. What did you think of what, what was bad about it? it? Turnovers. I mean, we turned the puck over every single time. We couldn't get through the neutral zone cleanly unless we dumped it in. Well, and one of the things that uh, Owen and Bruce kind of talked about in the radio pregame show, because I was I was still driving here, was you can't feed into Chicago style of play. And the way they play is exactly that. This is off the rush and stuff like that, because they've got players who can skate and they got guys who can make plays. Yep. And even though Jonathan Taves hasn't been all that great, he's coming off a year where he didn't play at all. He's still Jonathan Taves, and he, lately he's been doing better. And he was given opportunities, and uh, you know you just can't do that against the Chicago Blackhawks. That's just the way they play, and we we kind of fed into it in that second period. Oh, we definitely fed into it the whole game. I mean, we had we were forced to win four to three. I mean, I'm glad we did win because they're an obviously inferior team. But I mean, that's not how we want to win hockey games normally for a team that is defensive minded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook and an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point's been scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If you score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let's go ahead and talk about the the third goal for the, for the Blackhawks because when that third goal went in, I was like, Oh, we're done. Because you know we can never win a game where the other team scores three or more goals in the third period, either. Right, and you know we haven't really talked about Jake Ottinger that much, but this third goal, I it it was just a fluke, right? It just kind of it was just a floater from the point, bounced off Kubalik and went in. So it's not Ottinger, but it was a terrible play by Hints. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're gonna do a backhand high flip. You better know how to do it, and he did not look like he knew how to do it. That is one of the few things did. Radulov can do well right now. Is <laughs> the back is the backhand out of the zone because he had time, space, and then gave it right to Hagel. Yeah, so it was a pretty terrible play. So but I guess he can afford those since he's scored. He's been a part of forty percent of the goals for the Stars. So right, but we can't. That. But that, that, that's exactly <laughs> the problem is that this team can't score goals right now, and then he's going on. And making plays like that. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't the only one that made a play like that. Yeah, there was lots. Like, like I was hacked off at the amount of, like, backhand plays that they were trying to make out of their own zone. Just put it on your forehand and get it out. Yeah. It was just weak and sloppy overall. And it was by both teams, too. So, it was obvious they were both on back-to-back nights. Mm-hmm. Now, um, at that point, it's tied 3-3. Three to three. It's the first t- time in the game that it's been tied and uh i mean the rest of the third period i i didn't like how the way the stars played in, in the last you know half of the f half of the period because it just seemed like the, and i would rather to like to see more you know aggressiveness out of them and i guess they were just scared if they were too aggressive they were going to get the puck in their own net i thought but, i mean i thought they played pretty well i thought they got a decent amount of chances and they weren't overly aggressive and I mean, we, we talked about it before this month started. Since we're on this run against all the Central Division teams, we got to make sure we at least get points. And I felt like and we maybe did that's that. what they were trying to do. Yeah. And we 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 did get a decent amount of chances. I mean, it wasn't like we weren't in their offensive zone at all. I mean, we weren't pinned in our zone. We we pushed the attack more than they did, at least. So I was okay with it. But yeah, I would have just liked to see a little bit more, just because you know they had been leading the entire game. And then a fluky goal like that gets in and it, you know, it's tied up and, you know, I would not want to give that second, you know, the loser point to Chicago, which is what they got tonight. Chicago got what they wanted. 
They won last night, and then they got the loser point out of the game tonight. So they got three out of four. Doesn't matter. By the, by the time the end of the season rolls around, Chicago's not going to be close. Well, I don't think we are either, the base after the way well. we're playing the past week. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we go to overtime. And in overtime, uh, Stars win the opening faceoff, right? Yes. Looks like did. we're controlling it. And then well. we turn the puck over. And, of course, at the wrong time, Rope Hens falls on the ice. It's a two on O. It becomes a breakaway by none other than freaking Patrick Kane. The one guy you yeah. do not. Yeah, the best player in hockey like four years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, he's still, I would still say he's top, he's top 10, 10 in the yeah. league. Definitely still top 10 in the league. But, you know, he's the one guy you don't want to give the puck to. Yeah. And, and you know, to Ottinger's credit, he looked big. And not just because he is big because he's monstrous. But, like, he actually looked big. He came out and challenged a shot. And it just kind of floated off of Patrick Kane's stick. Yeah, he fluffed it. He completely fluffed it. So, goes the opposite way, right? Um, Roby Hintz, uh, I forget who was in front. Who, who was going to the front of the net? It was either Pavelski or Robertson. It was, it was one of the two. I'm assuming it's Pavs because it's he's a veteran. Um, so, great pass by Hintz to the front. You know, Patrick Kane has to take a, a holding call or hooking call or whatever hooking. it was. It was it was hooking. It was hooking. It was hooking against uh, whoever it was in front, <laughs> and because uh, I can't remember, and it leads the Stars to get a four on three power play, and on said power play, John Klingberg finally, finally. What are we? Twenty seven games in? Is that what we said? Yeah, Whatever. We already questioned that. It's yeah, twenty right, something. Twenty something. It's in the late twenties. He finally gets his first goal of the season and he puts the stars up four to three and they win the game in overtime comes from pavelski and hints and the stars walk away with a four to three win thank the lord god <laughs> and it ends the skid uh yeah. what do you think of that whole overtime play chris i mean the overtime play it, the four on three was very good especially compared to how bad the five on three was so we were moving across the crease we were getting open looks I mean, Klingberg had a wide open net, so it, it was a good play. He, he had to score. <laughs> there was no chance he couldn't. Um, and overall, on the game, j- just glad to get off the losing streak. I mean, it took a terrible game. This was not a, not a good game. Not a good game. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the first period, my, my adrenaline was a little high. Uh, but, but after that, it was a fun game to watch. Um it's frustrating that we weren't playing well as 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 a defensive unit, but you know, whatever. Second game and back to back for both teams. That's what you kind of expected. So fun to watch. We had to get a dirty win, and we got one. So I'm happy overall. Stop buying my quesadilla. You can't have it. Yeah, I'm gonna go make another. I'm gonna put this. it over here. You can't have it. Anyways, guys, um, let's take a look at some of the stats here for tonight. Um, who who is uh, some players that stood out to you? Whether it be uh, offensively on the you know on the score sheet or just you know players that stood out to you that had a good game, uh, Pavelski, Hens, and Robertson. That is it. <laughs> Pavs and Sons or Minutemen? Which one is it? It's Minutemen. It's Minutemen. Pavs yeah. and Sons is stupid. Yeah, I, I I still think we should go with Minutemen. I will say Klinger had a better game than he's been having recently. He had that. He did have that one dangle. Uh, I think it was in the third period. I was like, ooh. He had a couple okay. dangles, a couple zone entries. He showed that he did actually possess an offensive bone in his ball, body, which is good because that's that's what he's paid for. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully that goal will 
break open the dam like he did for Hintz, and he'll start piling them on. So, And it was nice to see him step up with Haskin and not feeling all that great tonight, I'm sure. So yep. um, it, it, it was very nice that uh, John Klingberg uh, stepped up tonight. He did get the second star of the game tonight, so uh, he did get the second star. Game-winning goal, of course. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this was an interesting stat that we saw in the game as well. And I want to point this out is this, the stars are six and oh, when one of their players scores two or more goals. And I mean, other than the one, uh, rope hint hat trick, it's always been two goals from one of those three big guys, the new big three, I guess we could call them the new big, three. the NBT. No, I just had to stick with it. New big three. But so the, the big three robo hints and, uh, Pavelski. Stop get stop giving the look. Okay. It wasn't that stupid, was it? It was no, probably it wasn't that stupid, but it wasn't great. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um in anyway, when one of those three guys scores two or more goals, the stars are now seven and oh. So I guess so that's just what we gotta do, right? Yeah. And you know they just need to rotate through every like every three games, one of those three guys scores two or more more goals. Can't be that hard. So right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's not hard to score three goals in a single game in this league, right? Right, not at all. So uh, Joe Pavelski would go on and uh, and get the uh, first star of the game, and I believe he had was it two assists or was it just one assist tonight? Oh, let me see. Was it? It was two goals and at least one assist, two assists. So he had a four point night. Yeah. In uh, on the score sheet tonight, and then Henson is the same way. He had three assists tonight, so a huge night from him, and then um. And if you got your math book at home, that means he was a part of all four goals. That's insane. And Quick math. obviously Robertson gets the one goal. Uh, Klingberg gets it, gets the multi-point night as well. So, you know, guys that we should, that we're expecting to step up without, you know, Sagan scoring or Ben scoring or Radulov scoring, they are. And that's the good thing. And when those guys step up, we tend to win games. Well, they are and they continue to. I mean... In in the middle of our five game skid, we had a out or sick hints too. So that kind of makes sense why we weren't scoring a lot. I mean, right right now for us to get to the playoffs, we have to say, well, I hope these three just keep scoring like this because that's the only way we're going to win games. If if is if they score at least two a night. Is this this is my this must be what Edmonton feels like with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. I I feel like it's a similar feeling. You're just like praying that they don't slow down. Mm-hmm. But for them, they've already proved it. These these three guys still need to still need to prove it. And honestly, on paper, they shouldn't be doing this. So. Yeah. Now, and, and you know, Sagan's got to be frustrated at this point too. Well, I'm frustrated with Sagan. Yeah, I'm. For, we're frustrated <laughs> with him, and it, it's not like he's getting chances because he is. He I mean, he had a great year. chance tonight. He just didn't bury it. And he was it, right in the high now, slot. And the, just shot it right in the logo. No, I mean, it, and I looked at it again. It wasn't in the logo. It it was off to the side, but it it wasn't a shot that he would make two years ago. Well, two years ago he buried every chance he got almost. I mean, right. every chance he had to shoot a wrist shot. I mean, you could almost guarantee it was in the back of the net. So, did you like the? The line. I mean, you kind of said you already liked the line combos for tonight. Yes, I did. But did I did you, like the lines. Thank you. Did, Ryan. So, but but did you like Sagan on on the wing and Ben at center, which is kind of weird to see, considering you know for half a decade that's we saw Sagan at the center and Ben on the wing. Yeah, I I prefer to force them on the same line just so that everyone's aware what the issue is because those are your two highest paid players on the same line producing nothing is pretty much what basically it is. almost twenty million dollars and. I, I want to put them on the same line and say, y'all figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, 
I mean, go away. So I, I and I really think it's a matter of time. I, I really think it, it's coming soon. I really do. Because it, it, it doesn't feel Sagan the same getting... way he did with Hints. I mean, Hints was all over the place, and it was a miracle the puck wasn't in the net. Sagan's getting a couple chances a game and is kind of squandering them himself. So but I just had this thought, you know, if you put Raffle on that line with those two guys, they'll never score ever. Yeah, Raffle will score like 20 <laughs> goals. On, at least Garyanov has a chance <laughs> to score, even though he has only two goals this season. But, uh, you know, they, they'd never score if Raffle was on. Because Raffle has gotten a bunch of offensive uh, chances and he hasn't been able to bury it. He's the new Yenmark. Yes. So uh, we'll see how all, how all that goes. Um, anyways, uh, I, I, back to that. I, I really think it's, it's a matter of time before those two guys get going again. I and, hope so. And I mean, Ben has looked good, right? I mean, even, even despite the losses and everything, he's been one of the more noticeable players he, on the ice. He has, he has looked like a very good third line center, which is what we need him to be. He's getting paid $9 million. He should be a great third line center. Yeah, he's going to be really a really good line third center. line center. I mean, come on. He's got to put off offensive production. So, all right. Well, um, one more thing before we uh, before we call it a night tonight, Chris. And, and this is something that we need to talk about because it's, you know, it's running rampant uh, through the league right now. And it's it's kind of a multi-question discussion here. But um, as you very well know, the o- Omicron uh, virus or the Omicron variant the of COVID. Oh, the Autobots. Yes, the Autobots. Uh, the Omicron variant of COVID is kind of running rampant through the league right now. And that's kind of, it's forced the closure of several NHL teams. And I, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I know for sure Vancouver is one of them. Nashville, who were supposed to play uh, a week from 27th. Monday on the 27th. That's supposed to be their first game back after their, their supposed closure as well. And then, um, you know, there, there's several other teams I'm thinking off the top of my head. And I mean, some some of these teams had like their entire roster on COVID protocol. And like, and then, then there was another team who was going to play tonight and they couldn't call any guys up because their AHL team was all in COVID protocol. So th- this kind of leads into the whole Olympic discussion. Does the NHL go to the Olympics or because of all of these closures, despite of how you feel about covid and everything like that do does the nhl go to the olympics because it's looking less and less and less likely that this is going to happen it's no secret that the nhl doesn't want to go to the olympics and they haven't wanted to (laughs) gary bettman definitely does not want to go yeah the the whole driving force pushing this is the players and i mean good for them they've kind of come together and figured out a way to force the nhl's hand but and, and so with that being said, the only way they will not go to the Olympics is if the players decide not to. And I don't see that happening. I think the Olympics are going to happen. Who knows how many people are actually going to go? I think there's going to be people that like decline the invitation to go with their teams. Like Robin, Le- Robin Leonard, you know, his, it looked like he was almost a shoe in for his team. I don't even know what team he's from or what country he's from, but uh, he already said, no, I'm not going. So yeah. that, that's already one we know about. So I think a lot of that's going to happen, but I think there is still going to be NHL players in the Olympics, just not as many. So, Right, and uh, there's going to be quite a few Dallas Stars players that look like they're going to oh, get yeah. in there. I mean, lots of things. I mean, hence Haskinen and uh, Lindell for sure. Um, 
the way Joe Pavelski is playing, he's making an argument to be on uh on I don't uh, know if he'll America's do it, roster. Though. I don't know. And Robo, you know, you, you can't ignore Robo. He could be on Team USA Maybe. as well. So, but and also the other scary thing about it is like you don't know what the Chinese government's gonna do if you get COVID while you're there too. Like, right. And and that was then my next point is that that's a crazy curveball that could derail the whole season for your team so you're putting risk on the other guys who aren't invited to the olympics and putting their season in danger really so we'll see what the players decide but it's going to come down to a player decision in the end so well i mean it's going to be a three to five week quarantine according to the chinese government if you get covid in china which makes a lot of sense and But, but based on all the COVID data we have, five yes, weeks definitely five weeks is makes a reasonable a lot of amount sense. of time. Yeah, you can definitely feel how we feel about that. But you know, it, but they and and the NHL has kind of told these players is like, you know, if you get COVID over there, there's nothing we can do for you because you're under the complete control of the Chinese authorities. At well, that point, nothing the American or Canadian governments can do either. I right. Mean. I mean, you're you're in a foreign country. You're in Beijing, and there's nothing they can do. You're stuck there. So let's assume that you get COVID at the end of the Olympics, yep. right? Let's just say that like your team, you're part of Team Canada. You make it all the way to the gold medal game. You get COVID before the gold medal game, and you're not allowed to play. I'm not Canadian, right? Well, let's just say that you know from there you're quarantined for five weeks. That means you can't come back until almost April. Big end of March, beginning of April. Yeah. Imagine like like a player, Connor McDavid. Connor the NHL without Connor McDavid for over a month. That would be bad. That is bad for the sport. <laughs> that is really yeah. bad for the sport. So I mean, I I don't I I think I agree with you that there's going to be a lot of players that decline and don't go because they don't want to take that that chance. But but whatever happens. It better not be Gary Bettman saying y'all can't go because that's just going to make the players angry. So if it's a decision, the players have to make it, honestly. I'm just worried about all the cancellations. All the cancellations that are happening, you know. If and... the games get canceled, then that solves your problem. But Well, no, excuse me, not cancellations, postponements. All the postponements that they're in. I mean, they're going to have to use some of those three weeks. and Maybe they play the games without the, you know, the Olympic players. And, and they just still have games while the Olympics are going on. I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's an option. But uh, we will definitely see uh, how this goes out for the uh, NHL and the NHL players. Um, anyways, guys, uh, we're going to call it a night here tonight. Um, along with Chris, I'm Ryan. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, this has been the AGR for game number 27 against the Blackhawks. Once again, please make sure you use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them. Uh, we'll be back with you guys. When's the next game? Monday. Monday. Against two. The bad guys. <laughs> we'll be back with you guys on Monday against somebody. Okay. Uh, once again, we'll catch you guys on the flip side, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>